Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, Hello, everybody. Shit, we're working with. Welcome <laughs> to Polycroft Distillers Shooting the Shit. This is our first episode for 2024. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, I'm still in 23 mode. Um, and we're back and we're rusty and we're slow. Uh, but that's all good because we've got someone who's going to carry the show tonight. And that's uh, Justin Farmer from Whiskey in Isolation. <laughs> You know, I was just, gonna say I was I, I was gonna say I'm slower than you lot, but sure. Uh, uh, you're, you're, you're carrying it, mate. Didn't you get the memo? Oh I hopefully <laughs> I've just got a little message saying that Facebook is having problems. So oh, well. hopefully people will be able to get us on Facebook. Otherwise, I mean they'll just have to watch us later on. But we do have uh Ian, Ian Bruce saying uh, good evening on YouTube. Hello, mate. Good day. Justin, hi. Hello. <laughs> How are lovely, we? Lovely for you to join us. Thank you very much for being the first for, for 2024 yeah, and being our, our, our guinea pig. Yeah. I, I'm actually pretty excited because I've actually been off the booze for uh, about, about a week, which I know sounds very, very feeble, but <laughs> for me, that's an incredible achievement. Uh, but, but, but obviously, I've poured one. But, but I, I'm right. hearing you. Antibiotics will do that. <laughs> <laughs> right now, well it's done. It's one day. Clap well ourselves on the back. Well done, you. Yeah. Well done, yeah. me. <laughs> but right. stop that. And on that note, so what are we doing? What, we're so rusty. What are we doing? Well, what are we? What are we drinking? What, what are, are you? Drinking? What are you drinking, Justin? What's in your glass? Um, I'm glad you asked. Um, it's actually um, funny, a bit special for tonight. I thought it was, you know, rather than uh, doing something that was uh, a little bit obvious, so I got my friends at Warps Harbour. So shout out to Rob, Tim, and Beck. They have given me a sample of their brand new stout cast that is coming out Ooh. on the 14th of February. I just got Sounds the email good. about that today, nice. I yeah. think it was. So, mm. Yeah. Show yeah, us so the colour. Let's have a look at the colour. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's looking yeah. dark. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. pretty good. Yeah. Pretty oily. It's. Yeah. It's. It's got some. Uh, some decent legs on it. Let's say that. Yeah. Mm, nice. That. So I think the I'll, email I'll, says that you can also get it with a can of stout. That yeah. was aged in the barrel, okay. I think, as well. In, yeah, in the original bourbon bat barrel. So Bishno yeah. Brewery is who they partnered with. Uh, like the the stout is like ten percent, and mm. like I, it's, I think it's, I believe it's all sold out. But they've got twenty five cans that they've kind of set, set aside, and and in in Sullivan's Cove Ooh. style, it's all going to a ballot. So. Yeah, yeah, ballot ballot for a can of stout. Yeah. So, yeah, twenty cans available. Limited one can per ballot winner. Mm. Uh, oh, and you've got to email in to uh, to be in the draw. Best thing to do is just jump on the uh, all the mailing lists for everywhere, and then you get to know about these things. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but it's twenty bucks. Normally twenty bucks a can, and, and you can't get it anymore. 
Yeah. So mm, that'll be interesting. And what's the whiskey yeah. like? Uh, it's bloody good, actually. Um, I mean, it's, it's 58% ABV, so mm. it's got um, a bit, you know, it's definitely got a bit of, you know, packs, packs a punch, uh, but it's pretty much a uh, liquid rocky road in a glass. Mm. You, know, you, you know, you get kind of uh, the, the bit of chocolate, you get kind of sweet marshmallow, and then you get kind of get um, fruity, like kind of, you know, raisins soaked in yeah, some right. sort of liquor. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm yeah. Very nice. Yeah, definitely uh, jump on board there. Four, 14th of Feb, I think Tim told me. Mm. Uh, and we just had uh, Whiskey's My Jam saying we'll be at the whiskey launch. Uh, the week before. Which is... The week before. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, speaking of good whiskey... Uh, we've been uh, sent a little parcel, haven't we? Well, yes. Someone was very generous. Someone, someone was very generous. We've got a whole heap of uh, mad scientist test tubes here. Um, which, which I have to thank my uh, wife for, by the way. She she runs a little uh, on the side, a little magic potion business. That, right. That she, kind of, that she does at markets, and I kind of uh, I stole uh, I stole. So you've got her, magic her potions for adults. <laughs> and she's got correct kids yeah, for kids cool. exactly yeah <laughs> so will we start with number one or do we want to start with something else and then lead into should we say talking about all these uh what do you think people worked it out well i think they might have worked it out you think given just, that it, it, was, it was his wife <laughs> who packaged them up uh, we, <laughs> we didn't. they're rusty as well maybe so justin was kind enough to send us these samples <laughs> for those playing along at home thank so we've got much, thank, thank you, you we've Justin. got we've got three samples here which oh, let's let's fucking launch straight into it so we've got the three these are the three samples that of the bottles that are currently available on your website aren't they correct correct and hold on let me just look i've already did that i did that already well, well, that that was, that, good. that's so efficient there's a bit I of pre planning. Did that ages ago. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> anyway, back to the <laughs> So we've got the 50 Flaming Parrots, which is the Spring Bay. Yeah. Uh, Reverse into Port Killara and Joy yeah. of Six uh, Chief Sun Distillery. Uh, Correct. Which are 195, 185, and 224, the uh, Killara. Killara. Uh, number one, why don't we start there? What was that one? So number so number one is the Supreme Bay. So I've kind of ordered them. They're not in release order. They're kind of, I guess, in the order that I think probably will work best on your palettes. Okay. Uh, so, yes. So number one is Spring Bay with uh, Young Cambrette. Um, and that is a 50-year-old para vintage tawny cask from Secklesfield. so um kind of the story behind that one is um cam with his connections um over there managed to get the last remaining wood uh of um thanks mark's just talking about uh, the, the the tasting tubes yeah yep yep reused yeah, uh i was gonna say uh, that. <laughs> but, but well actually actually my juice reuse recycling as, as an as an aside my my wife 
actually started using those for her potion visits because she thought, oh, they're really good, and then got a whole load. So, mm-hmm. in in a kind of a in in a weird way, they are Hobart whiskey tasting tubes. But there you yeah, go. She anyway. <laughs> anyway, move, move back to, uh, to, move, to the whiskey. So, so so Ken's got um, had a relationship with Sepulsfield, managed to get the last remaining wood of this vintage. So obviously a fifty-year-old vintage tawny cask pretty uh mm. pretty uh special uh another distillery in tasmania has done a finish uh in a similar club and a similar cask but this is a full maturation uh in in the tawny cask the reason behind the name 50 flaming parrots is 50 because obviously being a 50 year old cask but flaming and you and you might be able to get from both the nose, but particularly from the palate when you when you taste it, is the fact that the uh, the casks have been heavily toasted and heavily charred because the the staves were like literally that thick. So to kind of really get deep into the um, deep into the wood, we sort of uh, we um, heavily charred it, uh, and then the parrots. As I said, it's a para vintage tawny cask, and Stepplesfield call it uh, um, call all their vintages para because of the uh, the para river that runs through uh, the Brossa. I was oh, trying that's... to explain explain to my daughter about the cask that I was using, and she thought I was I had it in a parrot cask. So as a <laughs> as a as an ode to her, it's, it's, 50, it's 50, fifty flaming parrots. So yeah. nice, very mm. nice, very nice. Now Facebook has. Uh, has well and truly fucked us. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to uh, post up a link for everyone for YouTube because we need everybody to be able to watch. Oh, yes. Absolutely. But that's, there's yeah, a lot going cool. on. That's on the a nice big whiskey. Yeah. yeah. What, it, what's the ABV? Uh, 56. 56. Mm. Yeah, nice. Nice, nice. Yeah. So all the, so far like uh, i mean my, my sweet pot sweet spot from an abv perspective is 50 to 56. we never yeah. i mean that that's my personal preference we don't try and crowbar the whiskies into that like abv range but like when i'm getting um samples back from my partners we do always kind of test them at 50 50 52 54 56 because that's where i like to have it but you know if we kind of go you know it, it would work better or you know we still need to you know dial it down then we will but if if we think it kind of tastes awesome between 50 and 56 and we'll, we'll we'll choose like the best abv between that range mm. just, it's citrus notes going isn't it i'm just nosing it it's it's, it's, it's this is the first it's one more it's nose mm. yeah that's yeah. lovely and then Definitely recommend that one to anyone. Definitely recommend it. It's so how sorry, I I wasn't quite paying attention then. How long was that in the barrel for? Uh, I did I didn't even I didn't even tell you how long it was in the barrel for. So uh, that's good. I, did, yeah. I didn't miss it then. No, you didn't. No, so it's it's, it's, it's a mm. no, it's a it's a three year old whiskey. Mm. Okay. Surprisingly smooth. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So that is lovely. And, and and I don't know if you guys get like kind of the uh, a, a bit of salt on on the end, but um, if you guys know sort of Spring Bay, obviously they've got two um, locations over there in 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 Taz. They've got uh, you know Cambridge where they kind of work out of, and then 
Um, they've also got um, um, a barrel house in, uh, obviously in um, up there on the on the coast in Spring Bay. Yeah, uh, so that's where the uh, the cast was actually uh, matured. Um, and so obviously you get the salt, you know, the salt air and and, and whatever, and, and that's kind of one of the pretty cool characteristics out of Spring Bay that that I love. Mm. Going back to the cask, so it was a full size cask. What's what size was the original cask? Did you break it down, recoup it to smaller cask, or keep the original size, or what was your approach there? Oh, that so that was, that was Cam. So it it was it was but it was basically bits of it was staves that he basically got yeah, to, right. together. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so wow. like he he was able to before like uh it was um cooper together he actually kind of showed me like the, the individual staves and like literally where the you know the liquid had how deep the liquid had seeped into and then kind of was shading through you know what the strategy was going to be to kind of get that out so mm. now that's um oh even just in the empty glass the nose on that is lovely Yep. I reckon tomorrow morning that would smell just as good. <laughs> In an unwashed glass the next day, I reckon that would be wonderful. Yeah. As we used to say, this is a pour yourself a glass, have a sip, <clears throat> go and make the lawn yeah. come back. Yeah, yeah, sitting on it, definitely. Mm. It's interesting. I open and Over the holidays, I, I haven't drunk much whiskey at all. Mm. And it's You've been run with it, oh, yeah. and, and unfortunately, it's been a bit of Bundy and Coke, um, but a uh, bit, bit of a comfort drink. But anyway, the reason I yeah. mentioned that is um, this sort of reminds me why I like whiskey. Mm. <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, that's why I like whiskey. Yeah, mm. as a second pour, I get. Sort of a honeycomb, mm. um, crunchy type action on the nose, slightly salty. And, yeah, this, is, and this is and this is yeah. torture for everyone watching at home. It's like you fuckers. How can? <laughs> sorry, but not sorry. We know where you can get some if you want. To. We know where you can get some. Well, you can get from 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 whiskeyinisolation.com.au. <laughs> <laughs> now maybe yes, yeah. it's a good time to actually talk about whiskey in isolation and yeah. what is whiskey yeah. in isolation? Who, what, give, where, give, and when? Yeah, give us the the backstory, mate. Who, who what, what? Yeah, why and when? Uh, yeah. Well, and amazingly enough, with 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 the name, like uh, it it uh, it started in in COVID in isolation, yeah. and I actually remember uh, Crafty like. Um, at uh, I was at a dinner and we were actually we were having a uh, a social media conversation either by messenger or whatever and and you were and you asked me when COVID ends and it was I think we were only about seven or eight months into it he goes I you know are you going to be changing the name is it going to be whiskey um, out of isolation um, and so it actually got me thinking like very early on well kind of is is it a name that does like have a like a, a, a used by uh, date on it? Um, but then, like, I kind of actually thought, well, there's kind of 
more more to the name than the fact that it was born out of um covid it's like mm. the fact that um it's how i like to drink my whiskey is like um you know neat like no mm. ice um a lot of people say what with on, on your own with no friends which i guess is, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's 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 partly true as well um but also it's um, do? <laughs> <laughs> but it's also it's all all that I do. So there are obviously there are some uh, independent bottlers and distillery, you know, that will do, you know, gins, liqueurs, you know, vodkas or whatever. All, all, all I'm interested in, uh, in in doing is is collaborating with boutique distilleries uh, and and putting out um, interesting whiskey. So again, when I say whiskey in isolation, it's like that's that that's all you that's all you'll get um, from the brand. But I guess before I was even bottling. The, the reason for kind of the whiskey in isolation was I was sat, I was sat at home and, you know, annoying my wife kind of going, you know, you need, you need to be doing something. You need to have like some sort of um, hobby. Uh, and so I just started um, Instagram, like blogging, like whiskey reviews. Mm. And it was, it, it was, it was a bit of everything. And then it kind of focused in more on Australian distilleries and and promoting what we were doing um locally and wanting to sort of cha championing you know distilleries that were you know impacted by sort of covid that couldn't have like their cellar doors open mm. and and kind of uh, in interact with their potential uh, customers and it was it was through this you know the blogging that i you know started developing you know relationships and closer conversations with uh, with distilleries and i thought okay well you know a step further than just kind of me, you know, a, a nobody kind of uh, blogging about whiskey. Maybe we can kind of uh, help some of these distilleries like a little bit more and and kind of work work with work with them and 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 do some projects. And uh, I guess with the independent bottling kind of uh, um, scene there's kind of like two, two extremes that you know that there there really were there's like you know the tim duckett's at hartwood that like a, you know i almost don't call him an independent sort of bottler anymore you know you know master blender but like he but he buys spirit takes it away to his own little shed and and works it works his kind of magic so that's kind of the, you know the the one extreme of doing things and then th there'll be guys who will go into a into a distillery they'll you know taste a cast and go Oh, that's really good. Can I, you know, buy that barrel and bottle it under my brand? And and that was something that I definitely wasn't interested uh, in doing. Um, mostly because I thought, like, kind of, you know, who am I to kind of say, hey, this is an you know an exceptional cask that you know that you should kind of buy. It, it's fine, you know, someone you know like uh, Julian and Brooke from Whiskey and Almond, who've you know who've obviously got the who've got the whiskey sets uh independence for bottlings that they do that, that that's different you, you know you, you'd, you'd you'd sit up and kind of go cool if the, you know if these guys who like run you know run world whiskey bars you know the year for how many years say this is an exceptional cask you, you'd mm -hmm. probably kind of accept that oh yeah it probably is an exceptional cask but you know who, you know who, who am i to kind of say that but also it was like well what what would i actually be adding to the whiskey like seen by just buying a bottle of or, or a cask of 
whatever distilleries, you know, bourbon cask, whatever, and putting it out there. Why, why would someone say, cool, let's go and buy, you know, Justin's whiskey in isolation sort of bottling? Well, why, why don't they just buy well, the distilleries? Yeah. 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 Own bottling. So, so for me, like the whole approach really came from me being a whiskey lover, not, not anyone in the scene, not being a whiskey geek or anything, just kind of going, I really want to support Australia, really want to support um, the smaller guys, and but I want to be doing something different. And so to be doing something different, it's about how can we put a, a spin on that distillery, you know, while still still ma maintaining the distillery sort of DNA, but enabling them to kind of do things that they've uh, that they've never done before. So it doesn't have to be wacky, you know. It it, it could be a bourbon cask if they if they've never done a bourbon cask. But it's about me being being that either being a vehicle for them doing something different or me putting out ideas that they've kind of haven't thought about. And so yeah, the stuff we do, it might it might be wacky casks it might be finishes uh, we're experimenting with grains we're experiment, experimenting with distillation processes so all sorts of kind of cool things but it all has to be a distillery first and everything has to have that spin on it and and, and have some uniqueness to it mm. so besides being a whiskey lover what was your background prior to COVID uh that gave you the free time to start uh, putting words around your uh, your time absorbing drinking. Uh, well, my my background n nothing to do with like sort of the the liquor industry at all. Like so I, I I used to work in in property, right, and, and, yeah. and did so for 20, 25 years. But the but but it was doing marketing and PR and business development for those mm. um, for those um, companies. So that's cut. So the background really is 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 launching brands, launching uh, promoting um, new ideas. So I guess that's kind of the semi-transferable skills that have that that have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, and so and apparently uh, you're a reasonably low maintenance <laughs> house guest. <laughs> I am. I'm, 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 I'm Mark is Mark is a very lovely host. So how many different releases have you put out? Um, so you've been running since when in in COVID? When did you start releasing? Well, well, well the blog started like a, a couple of months into COVID, but the first re first release was uh, May 2022. Yeah, right. So, so in terms of and, release wise, yeah, we're yeah, 80, 90 months in. Yeah, so not all that long ago, mm. and you've, you no. put out what three three releases so wham 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 um and you've you've built you've built the brand very very quickly and it's a really yeah. really tight brand as in it's mm. you, and you it's, it's very easy to see the story and understand it straight away mm. i guess that's yeah. what i'm trying to say yeah so you've I, I mean, seven releases so far they've been Oh, seven so, releases. So there's, there's there's the four previous, and then the three that are currently out. Yeah, um, so four are sold out. We've got um, Hobart, King Lake, quiet fan, um, Spirit Thief, and Old Kempton yeah. as previous releases. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, so then the then the current, uh, obviously being the uh, the Spring Bay that we've just had, and 
quite enjoyed. Um, number two, what's number two? So, so number two is the Kalara, which is the, uh, the, the the newest of the releases, which was released just before, just before Christmas at Whisk. Oh well, maybe a little bit more than just before Christmas. So at, at Whiskey Abbey uh, in Melbourne, which uh, run by Jose and the team at Casa de Vinos. So that uh, is. I can already um, see in flooring it. It looks very, very uh, rich and thick. It, it, it pours quite yeah. syrupy. It's very oily. Very oily. Yeah. There's there's some legs on that one. Yeah, it, it, it is. I, I, oh, um, Holy my, moly. My, my, my notes for this one are like, uh, it's like a, um, a latte with um, uh, scones, jam, and cream. So it's um, a, a French oak um, tawny cask, just under five years. Uh, which is then being transferred to a bourbon cast for another 12 months. So the total maturation time, if you want to do the mess, is, uh, is uh, just under six years. Yeah, no. Uh, I guess the interesting thing about the American bourbon cask is it isn't a cask from a single distillery. So I was working with a, um, uh, a barrel breaker in Tasmania that is now um, no longer. I, I, I don't know if they're still um, seeking buyers or whatever, but they basically had a whole heap of premium premium bourbon staves from various distilleries, and basically, we uh, this uh, cast was custom custom built, so a hundred liter American oak kind of hybrid distillery cask. Mm, wow! Which uh, there is a uh, lot going on in that glass. Sure is. And you don't even need to get close to it to smell it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, a call on this. It's it's Kalara. Yeah. Yep. There's a real uh, candy floss sort of sweetness on the nose. It's it, I, every Kalara I've had, I've, I've picked it. I think it's really really beautiful. And when I nosed it straight away, I went. Man, I could almost say that was Clara without you telling me it was Clara, which yeah, is yeah, it, it's it's a big statement. Candy floss, candy floss, um, uh, marshmallow, uh, yeah, s'mores. That's what it is. S'mores, s'mores. yeah, s'mores. S'mores. What are s'mores. So chocolate biscuits with um, melted marshmallow. Marshmallow in it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. marshmallow sandwich. Oh. Yeah. Bring on the girl guides camps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the smalls. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not. I'm... <laughs> the smalls not drinking whiskey. <laughs> so, what's the oldest whiskey oh, that wow. you've mm. released so far? Do you think would this be up there, being a, 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 a six-year? Yeah, yeah. The the only one that's older is the next one that you're going to have. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, but, but but I'm a sorry, carry on, Craig. Pretty, sorry, I'm getting a little bit excited because I haven't drunk much whiskey lately. Um, <laughs> sort of remembering why I love whiskey. Yeah. Um, it's quite different to the nose. It, it's it, it's got a real jamminess and and mm. and marshmallow thing going on on, on the taste. 
very yeah. jammy. Mm. Yeah. To my yeah. mind, anyway. Yeah. And then yeah. very I mean, Moorish. Very Moorish. Yeah, well absolutely. Done. Well done. And that one is definitely my dad loves a um a rich fruity um sweet whiskey uh if you gave him a bottle of that it would probably last about three days and that's mm. only because he has to sleep and work in between <laughs> yeah so um and, and that one's 52 percent um mm. ABV. Okay. well done mate um, well done very right, nice. uh, two winners those two yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so obviously the spin on that one obviously is the 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 the, the wacky American oak bourbon cast, but it's also the first time that Christie has finished uh, in a bourbon cast. So again, yeah. So, yeah, so so with with Spring Spring Bay, obviously was the full maturation in the fifty year old para vintage Tawny cast. So that's like a real really rare cask. Although they've obviously done port before, that's um, a, a, a rare wood that they won't you know. It's very hard to get hold of, and then obviously the Clara is yeah is the bourbon finish which they've never done before. So so you got eighty bottles out of that. So what sort of barrel size are we talking um, for the finish? Yeah, how big a barrel was that? Well, it was actually it was actually. So the interesting thing with that one is I actually purchased half of that uh, half of the um the tawny barrel yeah mm. so, um so as i said christy and um, had this um ama amazing sort of whiskey and she said look I, I reckon you'd kind of really really like it um but it was it was going to be a little bit too big for me I, I i like to kind of work with 100 110 bottles kind of maximum um for a release mm -hmm. But she, she had this kind of um, this tawny cast that um, that she thought I would like, and I said, "Well, that's fine." But like, I don't, you know, the the, the brand isn't just me buying, the, you know, the cask off you. That doesn't um, interest yeah. me. So it was then about um, what we could um, what we could actually um, finish it in. So it's mm -hmm. uh, so it was it was originally a, a hundred liter tawny cask, but I bought half of that but we fit but the bourbon cast that we kind of built is a 100 liter bourbon cast so all that so we only so we only put like uh it was like a half a half build finish so we had, there was only 50 liters in the bourbon cast but that mm. bourbon cask uh is now fully filled with uh Kalara spirit as a as a as a second fill right mm. so another future release i reckon it's still got some Given it. There's a bit of given that. Oh, in that, that yeah. certainly. <laughs> oh, there, there, there'll be plenty in, in, in that bourbon cask. As I said, it was it was only in there for tw you know for 12, 12 months. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. plenty. Lovely, so. very very nice. I'm fascinated by the nose mm. on the empty glass. Yeah, it's um changing. Mm. Yep. It is. The aromatics on the on the whiskey. Versus the taste and the aromatics, versus the aromatics in an empty glass—they're all different. Yeah, mm. that's a journey. That one—that's really cool. Mm. Yeah. So, how do you go about choosing your your next release? You've—I assume you've got a few different barrels 
on the go and a few different things that you've been working with and mm -hmm. then you're just waiting to see which ones become ready or you've got a, a sort of a set schedule that you're working on or how do you how do you establish your next few releases uh well well as you guys know it's 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 all well and good to have a, a nice little spreadsheet but um <laughs> you know, you know, whiskeys are uh, are ready when they're ready. So it, it, yep. it's a it's, it's a little it's a little bit of a um, moving beast. But I guess what I try and do is there's there's just like a mixture of timelines in terms of how I partner and and buy barrels. So like some some projects are from scratch, some are like midway through the maturation process and some are like fully matured but but, but we then like put you know the, the whiskey in isolation spin on it so that kind of enables me to kind of at least um have a little bit of a, a program and and schedule that you can play you know play play around with like a little bit sort of more, more easily so you, you know the ones that you're starting from scratch it's, it's a little bit harder to uh, kind of say when they'll be ready, you know, you can, you can make you can make assumptions based on past projects that are still, you know, the distillery's kind of done. So you, you know, they're, they're sort of penciled in, but then you kind of need some certainty, you know, a little bit more certainty because I I'm, I'm trying to do like four releases a year, you know, do them on a, a quarterly basis. So you can kind of go, oh, I've, I've definitely got a gap in twelve months or or eighteen months. So that's when like I kind of might go. To, to one of the partners and kind of go, you know, have you know, have you got a, a whiskey nearly matured that we can kind of have a look at what we can do with to sort of play that will so that it will be ready in, you know, in in twelve months or or eighteen months. Mm. But there's still that, but there's still like always, you know, that that little bit of kind of um, unknown and flexibility, which is why I've tried to sort of build up. Um, a few a few more projects that that gives me some uh wriggle room if things are like kind of delayed or, or sort of pushed back that there's still um uh, there are still uh projects every quarter so like i've got potentially you know three or four ready um in you know in the next six to nine months but i'll only release you know uh, one in march and and, and one in yeah, June, July, one in August, one in one in November, so, and it enables that those other ones that are ready. I can just like push into in, mm. into the new year. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's dive into uh, lucky number three, which also has a gorgeous color to it. Mm -hmm. The joy of six. The joy of six. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, very, I, I, very interesting <laughs> name and very interesting social media posts. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, no, I had some great fun with that. But it, it is kind of like sort of worth saying we, we, that some of the like the the naming side of thing is is just great fun. Like that's kind of my marketing sort of PR kind of background. But it's also, I guess, uh, uh, a little bit of a, a a nod to the amazing work that the Scotch Fort Whiskey Society do because I. I, I always uh, very much uh, enjoy the fun that um, those guys have, um, not only with uh, the namings of their of their bottles, but um, also um, uh, the the tasting notes. I mean, th th they can 
there's kind of like a fine line between uh, like fun and overtly sort of wanky, I guess. But I, mm-hmm. I, I think they, I think they that they kind of play play to the overt wankiness, as it as yeah. it were, and kind of like really really kind of go, go that whole hog and, and yeah yeah. It, Sometimes it, you have it, to it, lean into these things. Yeah, <laughs> you, 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 you do, and um, I, I didn't want to kind of I also like. Um, um, imitation is the greatest form of flattery, or, or whatever the uh, um, the phrase is. I didn't want to kind of copy every single thing that they did, so I've I've kind of dialed back my uh, tasty notes, but definitely kind of the the namings of of bottles are definitely inspired with like kind of how, how yeah. they kind of create things because it's it, it's it's amazing how yeah the the names of whiskeys definitely does. Um, does help when you're kind of having conversations with people when you're te- when you're telling stories to kind of just go cool this is like our latest bourbon cask or whatever that's that's kind of fine but if there's like a a name and, and a story behind it then yeah, then then people kind of um uh, remember find, it and, and, and when, you find that once you've named your whiskey it sort of takes on a life of its own and becomes something a bit bigger yeah. than it than it is yeah yeah um yeah uh, um a, a little bit and and when like i talk to people at uh, events people will often refer to the whiskies by the, you know the name so they'll go oh yeah and no, i really liked you know you know mulled over that you did with king lake or whatever you know it's it's more than just the, the you know the, the the distillery it's 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 the the whiskey as well so yeah having having a having a story and and, and having a name and and, and a reason behind uh, the name just kind of provides that a uh, little bit of uh, of connection. Mm. I think at, at Craftworks we got uh, a micro release, I would say, and it's sold at uh, markets more than anywhere else. And um, it's called Yeah. It's just called Yeah, right? <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, the the bottles that I've sold purely on the name. People have tasted it, right? And they go, why is it called Yeah? And I go, it's called Yeah because when we're putting it together, you know, we, we got people to taste it and you know, give feedback and that, and they come back and they were going, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. people at, at the cell, cellar door or markets, they taste it and they go, yeah. Or, or they, they try not to say yeah. And <laughs> it, it creates an interesting conversation, I must say. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. The naming... Uh, process is um, that's a, that's a lot of fun, and I yeah, I agree yeah. with what Todd said. When it has a name, then it takes on an identity. It's not just a, a cask or a group of mm. casks. It, it's it's got its own identity, and it, it just goes from there. Mm. Yeah, and 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 it's and it's great fun then for me and my kind of photographer and videographer Alison that that I kind of use. I you know I'll kind of say this is. The name of the whiskey let's kind of do something kind of fun like you know around that so you know re- when we did reversing the port you know we, we we ran the entire video literally in in reverse and so we had great fun kind of just like storyboarding that out and just like planning like how we were going to uh, kind of actually um shoot the video and and kind of get things kind of happening sort of backwards and kind of what that you know might look like and 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 also craft you mentioned with like you know the joy, joy of six we kind of we we had uh um some 
pretty cool, like uh, little photos of me. Well, you didn't see me lying in bed, but you kind of got got my tattooed arms. You kind of knew I was there in in in, in the bedside table when you kind of you know put, pull it out. There's like bottles of uh, the of the joy of six. So I was kind of going, "What are you keeping your bedside table?" And it's like, I remember <laughs> that one was very clever. Oh, well yeah. where, where did the, where did the name come from? so the so the joysticks actually comes out of the fact so um the guys at chief sun invited me to uh the distillery and to, and to the bonded warehouse and they had um um four barrels of what they call that kind of their 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 antique stock so it was the first ever um whiskey that they'd um laid down in these french oak pair barrels but it was always kind of done as a just just as a way to kind of see how these barrels would kind of um go and how far you could take them and it was never of a of a size or a scale from their perspective that they uh would have enough for to actually release as a chief sun release and they said oh but do, do you want to do you want to try you know we've we've had these barrels um for a while we don't know kind of what to do with them and and i and i tried it and it kind of it was so different and and i knew it was going to be quite polarizing that it appealed to me like straight away um and so i was able to procure these four small format barrels that have basically been aging for six years and six months and I base and I took the first I, I chose two of them and married them together. And so that marriage is what you've got in, in your glass now, the joy six. The other two barrels have been um uh have also been married together, but they were then put into another fresh first fill French oak a pair of cast for another six months. So to take up to take the full maturation to seven years. And it's now currently sitting in a uh, American oak rye cask that was used to age maple syrup, and wow. and that is and that will sit in there wow. for uh, seven months. So that will be so the sequel will be seven years and seven months, and will be called the Magnificent Seven. Well, that's the working title anyway. Yeah. But wow. but the joystick but the joystick is based on the fact this is six years six months French oak opera small format casks married together. So it's pretty big. Yeah. Was it a fairly heavy char on the barrels? Can you recall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But but and small um, format. And, and and small format. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So it's like it's big. It, yeah, it is big. I, it's full. It's full on leather and and must you know, musty li musty libraries. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't hit you as like uh, the the time. previous one. Um, you could I would I held the glass out here and I could still smell it. This you've got to get a bit closer to it, but then once you're in there, nothing premature about it, is it? No, no, <laughs> no. Oh, you'd be you'd be showing that one up, wouldn't you? You were. <laughs> Speaking from experience, <laughs> I could just smell it all. <laughs> just keep your fingers out of it. 
this is like an episode of <laughs> whose line is it anyway? <laughs> it is it is it is rich, it is oily, it is syrupy and she's got legs. She and she knows how to use them. Surprisingly smooth. Mm. Surprisingly yeah. smooth. Yeah. It doesn't have that really tannic note that a lot of small formats know. Yeah. Have, but it's really nice. The char is there. I, I get that char mm. in the in the back. It's just sort of sitting there and hums. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But but it's it's, it's quite I mean, I, I obviously like you know love it sort of neat um on its own. But um, towards towards the end of last year, I had um, a, a friend over uh, who was a bit of a he kind of likes his um, cocktails. Um, I'm I'm not a big cocktail maker um, at all. But like I thought, okay, well I'm I'm going to try and I'm going to try and do something kind of real simple. I you know I like um, an old fashioned. I had no um, simple syrup kind of made, but I had maple syrup in in the cupboard, and, and I always had some Angostura bitters. So I made a um, a salted maple syrup, old fashioned, with this whiskey, and like both me and him just like motored through like half a bottle of this drinking old fashioned, <laughs> and and that's kind of then what inspired kind of like the sequel because we had the other two barrels in uh, in this new french uh oak um first filipera just to kind of give it um an extra warmth but we were kind of think but we're kind of on tasting it it kind of there wasn't enough difference between what we already put out with the joy six uh, and, and kind of what we were going for with the with the sequels so we kind of knew that it needed something else and i basically said well if we can get hold of a maple syrup barrel to kind of do a, a quasi take on this um old old-fashioned that we kind yeah. of created out of, out of the first release that would be kind of great and the fact that it's also a um an american oak rye uh, rye cask that barrel aged mm. the uh the, the maple syrup i'm kind of pretty uh, pretty excited to see really how it kind of develops yeah, yeah. I mean, it's only been in there um eight eight weeks or whatever so it's yeah it's, mm. it's got a got a bit, bit of a way to go but probably probably check it in two or three months do you reckon yeah. you'll be able to get much though of... would it yeah. yeah, do you reckon you get a bit of spice no. out of that rye barrel come through, or that's 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 part of the excitement for me. Where where you don't a hundred percent know for sure. Mm. You know what I but, reckon yeah. would go well with that a dark soda. It would do a long raised dark soda. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. There's a couple of bottles in the fridge. If you want to grab one? Time. <laughs> the, the Here's one I prepared earlier. One I, yeah, I, I thought I'd better put long grays and full. He can't even be bothered getting up. Look at him. Great sponsors. He's got wheels. <laughs> a chair. A chair. Other side. It's easier if you get up. Yeah, let's see him reach in there now. Oh, look at that. Point slot. Yeah. It's all over. It's all over telly now. Dead sexy. Going out to the wall, <laughs> That coin slot. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon Scarred uh, people for life, but okay. Uh, uh, long raised dark soda would go quite well with that one. Thank um, you, Long Rays, for being a sponsor. Well, they were. We don't have any sponsors this year. 
Yes, we well, do. We do up until, until the middle the of the year. year. Oh, is it in the middle of the yeah. year? Oh, fuck. Yeah. I better play the credits at the end then, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Long Ranger, a very generous sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, yeah, I'm going to Somehow, in the middle of the year. It's a good thing we don't get paid for this because we'd be dot. We'd be shit. <laughs> I don't. I do a little bit more. I mean, look. Obviously, someone gets value out of us being dickheads, but I think mainly us, really. But yeah, I reckon. I reckon the long raids have worked really well in that. Mm-hmm. Um, don't put too much in. Just a spritz. Keen to hear what you think. Mm. Have you tried the the dark soda? I don't. I don't think so. It's good on its own. Wow. Yeah. But the nose of the whiskey comes out, and then the it does. Dark, yeah. Dark soda comes out on top. Yeah. I get a lot of the. It almost turns it into a orange and. Um, was Jaffa type thing going on on the nose? Mm. That's very drinkable. Oh my lord! There you go. Yeah, there's That's a, a very uh, simple mix. That, that is that is a great mix. That one, I think okay. the so the ginger and orange peel with the smoked vanilla definitely complement. Yeah, the tobacco and blackberry and leather that's that actually that makes it really refreshing as well no you're good you're good there you go give that a go the long rays which way am i going long rays um that is a that's a good mix Mm. and and yeah, and and although like I'm, you know, I, you know, I kind of go whiskey in isolation. Yeah, I drink, just drink my whiskey kind of neat. I kind of feel over, over summer, you just do need. That well, that's that's the thing. I, I, I agree personally. I prefer my whiskey to be neat. I I don't add ice. I rarely add water, unless they specifically say you should add a drop of water to this. Um, and I generally don't like a mixer. Apart uh, from soda water, uh, high ball soda water. Yep. Oh, yep. yeah. During yep. summer. Yep. 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 Good solid glugs. But of any a other that's mixer with a whiskey. I mean, certainly not a Coke. No. No. Um, but the the, the dark watch, soda. Watch our friend does Mark Rainier well. drink whiskey. It's basically one for one. <laughs> <laughs> water and whiskey. Water and whiskey yeah. is incredible. <laughs> not Coke and whiskey. Mm, no. Mark would never do that. There you go. So who who are you keeping your eye on in terms of people you would like, you think you'd like to work with in the future uh, that are doing something interesting? Um, look, it's everyone. It's, uh, well, 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 like like everyone, like kind of like the, yeah. look the 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 the, the, the reason for being is. Is to is really championing Australian sort of, you know, whiskey, and and that yeah. that's that that's what it's you know all about to to have a conversation about Australia and kind of you know what you know what great stuff that we're kind of sort of de- doing here. So 
like the partner, the partners to you know to date, they I've obviously got to you know enjoy enjoy the whiskey, but it's also about like people that you kind of are going to have fun with, and you kind of like having a chinwag chinwag with, and are open you know, and are open to kind of doing things like um, uh, um, a little bit sort of um, differently. And when I when I first when I first started, it was about approaching distilleries. Now it's quite you know quite nice that like kind of distilleries um um are approaching me mm. um and and i guess that's what it's about it's about uh, you know if, if you if you're on if you're on the same page and you've kind of got like sort of ideas that are that are that are fun and quirky and that are gonna get people having kind of conversations then that that's you know that's you know what i'm here for um mm. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you for nothing. I make no money out of, out of doing this. This is purely um, for um, like the love of whiskey and the love of uh, Australian uh, distilleries and and just kind of um, yeah, getting out there and, and have, having fun. So like I, I'd never want I'd never want to kind of particularly like single out a distillery kind of going. Oh yeah, it'd be great if I kind of work you know worked with them. It's all it's all about having just those um like right you know right connections but i've but i've got some you know some interesting things uh in the works and some kind of um pretty cool partners that are that are open to kind of doing some uh interesting things so yeah and obviously the distilleries that you have worked with um thus far and done releases with obviously they've been um They've been pretty happy, I'm assuming, with the uh, with the outcomes because they're coming back again. So yeah, yeah, looking through the right. previous catalogue of King Lake, Hobart, uh, Old Kempton and Spirit Thief, and then looking at your upcoming for 2024, uh, we've got King Lake again, uh, Chief yeah. Sun again, yeah. and Hobart. Yeah. Correct. So that, that in its own right speaks volumes, I think, uh, in terms of... Mm. Yeah, people seeing it as yeah. a partnership yeah. and 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 a, and a long term uh, uh, partnership as opposed to just a a, a one and done. So yeah, uh, and, 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 and building that. Yeah, and 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 that's and and that's kind of what what I've been trying to do sort of before I kind of jump and get sort of too many kind of distilleries. You kind of then end up with kind of like a a bit of a un, un, unwieldy sort of beast you know it'd be nice to you know start having like you know those kind of repeat um releases so there's kind of you know again like sort of not not only um stories for individual releases but then kind of like a a vertical story in terms of like kind of how 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 we're kind of developing you know relationships and ideas uh with the uh the distilleries um themselves yeah 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 no, so it's it's interesting, and I'm certainly excited to see uh, see the next release. These these three that you've sent us, and and thank you so much for sending yep. uh, such general generous samples to us. Um, have all been great. Unique. They're all very all, different. all unique, yeah. all very different, um, but all very very good. What, what order you would you what order were you three put them in? I think the order that you you sent them 
from a from a, a flight perspective, the order that you sent them was spot on. Yeah. Um, yeah. You couldn't have had um, the chief's son as the first one. Um, well, maybe could have flipped the Kempton and the chief's son. I'm not sure, but didn't have Kempton. Oh, Kalara. sorry, no, yeah. Kalara, the Kalara. Couldn't, couldn't flip them. No, couldn't flip them. No, no, sorry, the, the Kalara. Couldn't you possibly could have flipped the Kalara and the Chief's son? No. But personal preference. Don't. But, personal preference, yeah. but don't. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, they were, yeah, as, can't, as can't a collection, the as a collection, they were you spot on. Yeah. 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 I, I should have, I, I should have said with a Chief. I mean, the reason I put the chief son at the end, I should have said, because they've got a portion of peated malt in their Mashville mm. bed. So no, I'm not yeah. too sure if, if everyone picks it. I don't know if, if, if you guys did, but I, I get it. Subtle. Kind of a, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I picked a char. So maybe it was. <laughs> maybe that was yeah. the char. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was yeah. a bit of the peated influence as well. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very subtle. Yeah. It's a thing yeah. a a peated in Australian whiskey is still a relatively rare thing, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of peated Australian whiskies available. Um, compared to unpeated, no. Compared to unpeated, certainly. Yeah. That's yeah. <coughs> there's a there is a glass of unpeated whiskies, yeah. um, and generally, Australian whiskies tend to head towards those tawnies and aperas and the the wine barrels um so of the unpeated the straight bourbon barrel i think would be the the rarity almost or the yeah. minority um amongst australian releases mm. i think that's right of the small to mid-size of the small to mid-size yeah yeah. Still yeah. yeah yeah probably yeah. yeah yeah so everyone's trying to compete mm. for those mm. those interesting barrels and those interesting barrel finishes um to set them apart within the australian scene yeah. um so to see a a, a straight bourbon barrel is unusual mm. uh for me anyway i quite like a straight bourbon barrel I love now barrel. <laughs> um over christmas i was down in victoria seeing my family down in uh in colac um and of course, you're down on uh, in in Barwon Heads there, and uh, yeah. of course, uh, we've got uh, Bellerin Distillery uh, just there in Drysdale, which I had the pleasure of visiting. And obviously, you have a very close relationship uh, with, uh, with with Russ and Craig there. Um, tell us about your relationship with those boys. Ah, oh, well, um, that I, I was moving down to. Bowen heads with um with with no job um just purely for uh um a sea change mm -hmm. but um we've had the house down in Bowen heads for a while and used to go into um the uh distillery but like i then obviously started doing the blog and 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 for you know but by, by hook or by crook i obviously kind of um I didn't tweet I, I instagram posted that i was kind of um going down there to kind of um um check them out um and so they actually kind of went out of their way to kind of welcome me when i um 
um, when I when I came down again and said, "Oh, it'd be, it'd be good to sort of um, have a chat," and and I was I was I was purely down there just to you know chew uh, chew the card with my kind of social media blogging hat on, just kind of wanting to find out a little bit more about um, um, what they were um, up to, and and Craig told me his story how he became head distiller um at the distillery where he basically just um stuck around like a bad smell basically and and, <laughs> yeah. and annoyed, annoyed the crap out of out of russ until like russ said oh cool well, if you want to kind of do this then you can and 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 just kind of being slightly kind of facetious and you know after a few gins and a few few whiskeys i said ah oh, so if i kind of uh stick around like a bad smell and uh, might there be uh, a job here for me as well and they went oh why are you, are you looking for some work i said well yeah you know relocating permanently down here um uh, in a couple of months and they said well um absolutely so um I, I didn't i haven't even really had to stick around like like, like a bad smell i just kind of um 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 Th th you threw just, it out you had there. to threaten you had to threaten yeah. to be a bad smell and that was enough yeah exactly yes yeah. so stop you being we just... so when we were at the conference and you were there i just assumed you were helping out i didn't realize you were working there uh, okay that, yeah yeah of course, <laughs> of course yeah because yeah because you and uh and crafty yeah. kind of with it yeah came down for a bit of a bit of a tasting yeah but so so uh the, the weekends i kind of uh i i man the markets um which is kind of which is stuff that um i, I really love to do um i like facing the public telling the stories kind of um selling and 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 just you know selling my passion but also um hopefully getting over the passion of of, of, of the bellerin distillery um as well so i so i do that do that for them and then three days a week though um I'm kind of captain or um, odd job in the uh, distillery itself, you know, you know, lugging barrels around, filling mm -hmm. bottles, lay, you know, labeling bottles, what, you know, what, you know, whatever, whatever kind of needs to be uh, needs to be done, um, mm -hmm. and it's and it's just kind of a sounds just like a kind a, of a, sounds like it sounds like a, another job description I know. I <laughs> guess hey, oh the. Yeah, okay. There's a slight yeah. difference. There's a slight difference there, yeah. You've been doing it for how long and have earned nothing? It's a hobby. Yeah. I'm on the way up here. <laughs> However, on the way up here, I, I had I was I was telling Craig a story, crafty a story about um looking at my super um account. Mm -hmm. And there was this there was this entry in it saying craftworks distillery i freaked out because i thought i'd bought something through my super fund <laughs> <laughs> really done some damage to the super fund <laughs> it was that one time that i got paid so do you think we'll see a um a uh in isolation ballerine release maybe 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 maybe, maybe. 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 
there there may or may not be something uh happening but whether it's whether that is a ballerine distillery release or a whiskey in isolation release is uh tbc uh, look that without without saying too much the the the, the, the approach had all had always been that it was um a ballerine distillery release mm-hmm. um but craig may or may not have said to me before christmas <laughs> would you be interested in it being whiskey in isolation release but i don't know um mm. it, it it's kind of, it's kind of it's just a weird thing for me like when you're when you're working we've got a great great relationship in terms of me working for them and having my thing it kind of it works like um really well because like they they kind of draw on my passion my my connections how i can speak about their whiskey at uh markets and events and i kind of benefit because uh they actually sell my whiskey over the bar um um at at, at the uh at the, at the distillery door and so there's that there's that nice collaboration which is what i love most about the australian yeah. um whiskey um industry i just i just don't know like if like we're working for them and then having their whiskey as my release kind of is like mm-hmm. that sort of blur, that that blurry line that may or may i don't i don't i don't know Maybe I'm maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm over maybe I'm overthinking it, um, but 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 the reason why I'm still thinking about it is is um, I tasted it from the barrel um, just before Christmas and it's tasting really good, and so mm-hmm. if it goes on that same trajectory. I'm kind of going again. It's like kind of had how, how do you kind of wrestle that sort of you know idea that you know the Bellarine Distillery is still growing as a um, as a whiskey distillery business. It's like yeah. why why would they want to kind of offload um a whiskey that is that has got the potential to be you know really good you know or more than really good um like you know the way that it's going i mm. i would i would much rather be supporting them because they're you know they're, they're a business employing 35 people rather than mm. me who just loves whiskey and 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 is kind mm. of doing it for fun i'd rather benefit them you know mm. yeah yeah another way of looking at that is that there's still a, a small distillery that needs support in the australian mm. market and also is yeah, yeah. is supportive yeah. of the australian market and is very well. supportive of the australian um, market yeah. yeah yeah i think i think there's uh in in the immortal words and to bastardize and paraphrase um of uh, bill Lahr, uh what is it the rising tide floats or boats yeah um yeah, both growing gr- growing brands that support each other uh can only both mutually benefit uh from a good release um yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah well certainly so we've we've just cracked um while i was there after spending an awful lot of money drinking a lot of their gin um as you do uh between myself my, my dad and and a couple of mates uh all i could afford was uh was a small bottle um but this is the uh the oak series which is uh matured in red wine and bourbon barrels um 
52%. And that is, yeah, that's lovely, job. Like, yes, it's fantastic. But it also brings us on to what we were talking well, about prior to going live, about indeed, bottle sizes. The bottle size. Mm. So you've settled on a 500ml bottle for all of your releases. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are your feelings around the small bottle and the the sub hundred dollar price point uh as a as a very well, broad topic um it, it is a very broad topic. broad topic but focus a bit on markets because you mm. you've got experience in in market environments and so the sub yeah. 100 how does that play out in, in markets and markets? i i i'm going to answer the, the both elements of the question hopefully yep. kind of t together because it's 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 an interesting thing because like on the socials we still have like so many um people moaning about australia uh distilleries doing 500 mil bottles mm. and and it's interesting that like bellarine uh, we, we've got a 700 bottle so like to re really kind of like excite those um those guys who are who are upset with 500 mil but then obviously doing a 200 so that will then piss them off because it's like oh you got a 200 but i think the whiskey industry doesn't like always or whiskey consumers don't always understand kind of the the fact that you can't just cater for that little kind of niche of uh sophisticated um you know whiskey connoisseur for for for, for one one of a you know be better you know better um kind of way of phrasing things and crafty as you said like work, working at markets is a completely different ball game to working at a whiskey event where the reason people are coming to the event is to drink whiskey and and taste kind of whiskey and and they and they're 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 going into uh, an event with a knowledge of kind of bottle sizing and pricing and we uh, and and the Bellarine Distillery when when we kind of started um selling whiskies at markets you, you know you, you're going along to the market uh, uh, probably to kind of buy you know your eggs your bread you know the, you know the farmers who've got you know got their kind of nice sausages yeah. or whatever and then they and, and then the they kind of see and, yeah yeah <laughs> uh, you know uh, and and but we we kind of working well because then people kind of go oh you know uh, a distillery you know great great to have a taste and you know we we have all the jokes about kind of oh it's a bit early and you kind of and we've got like a little clock that's got like five, you know five o'clock all, all all the way around and and, and whatever <laughs> uh, and and we have all that sort of little bit of fun but but you're still selling alcohol mm. in 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 the morning but for, mm -hmm. for, for for a starter and to to a crowd that are predominantly there for their fresh produce and then within that crowd you're always you know th there will be people who are whiskey drinkers but only but probably then only a small proportion of those are kind of hard, you know hardcore whiskey drinkers yeah. so we you know the Bellarine distillery limited releases were were, were 295 and we 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 experimented with one or two of those uh limited edition releases and like you know I, I had to have like sort of 
you know mattresses and and cushions kind of um around the stand to kind of cushion the you know the blow of people like falling over when you'd kind of um t you know t tell telling the price but even but even t you know 220 is kind of still up there when you're kind of going um to, to a market um do you find there's sort of ceilings though on that that people go to 100 they're happy with it then there's that next bracket that's like 150 and then you get up to the 200 spins there wasn't like kind of any sort of um obvious kind of um sort of points of of of, of people kind of going oh this is where um i'll, I'll sort of spend spend up to what, what we kind of found was if you kind of have like um a conversation and then and then lead up to the price that's where kind of things would actually like kind of fall away because people would kind of go oh yeah it's whiskey i want to kind of try it and then and and 220 220 bucks would just kind of like go what's 220 bucks i don't you know i don't have 220 bucks so we actually started reverse engineering it and kind of find, have the conversation what you know what what do you what do you usually drink and if they're kind of going oh you know oh, i you know i like my you know my johnny walker or, or shiva's regal you kind of go cool that's fine we, you know you don't judge a person on kind of what they have but you kind of know where, where you know where their sort of budget kind of tends to be so we're cut we're a lot more i'm a lot more avert like up up front when i'm kind of like you know selling you know selling the whiskey and kind of go just so you know to you know um 220 and it'd be like oh okay very expensive still want to try it but like they they kind of they, they go into it kind of knowing what the price is and so they they can they, they'll make the judgment do i think it's worth 220 R rather than if, if you leave the price till the, till the end they they kind of go oh you've been hiding it 220 you got you got to be kind of joking mm. but it was we, we, we still we still sell and um, plenty of or and enough uh, of the 700 mils but people were kind of going oh you know I, i'm i'm buying it for my for my dad because it, it a high a high proportion of people coming through the markets as well were were, were female or, or or younger as well mm -hmm. and they'd go oh yeah my dad really likes whiskey but i don't really kind of know um a lot about sort of whiskey and, as soon and, I'm, as, and I'm not prepared to spend 220 dollars on something you may not like you may not like yeah yeah and but as soon as the price point was below 100 mm. they weren't they weren't kind of thinking about the size of the bottle yeah it was more like um i'm buying a present from a dad i know likes whiskey i like the story i like the label whatever is you know around it it, it wasn't then um um about price well it was yeah. it was about price but i mean mm. um it, it was just like kind of an e easier way to kind of have that sort of um conversation so like last, last weekend i sold like um like six or seven 200 mil bottles of the market and like a single bottle of of, of the mm. 700 mil and i think it's just kind of um what you know what you expect but when reversing it to the distillery door 
they definitely sell more 700 mil bottles because people there to you know to drink they know they're going to a distillery to experience the mm -hmm. distillery and if they like something that you know they tend to go all right i, I want to walk away if they're a gin drinker you know with a with a big bottle of gin or they're going to walk mm -hmm. away with, with a big bottle of whiskey unless they've spent 500 bucks on yeah on, 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 on <laughs> and, and gin. but 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 there's but there's liquid. like there's it was a liquid lunch yeah i think <laughs> it was I, we the salad was five bucks and the rest yeah. of it was we, we did we did have a couple of pizzas um <laughs> and, uh, and they, they were quite good but we we had a lot more gin a lot yeah. more gin uh I and, I was I, with, and i was with non-gin drinkers as well and we still <laughs> polish off that much Bellarine makes yeah. some good gin they do make some cracking carry gins, on justin cracking gin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like so for me it's it's like it's like the mindsets so at the distillery a uh, distillery door or events 700 mils are, are, are an easier sell uh, markets it's 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 200 but the interesting thing then is as well is the con the consumer I, I i have no idea how well a 200 mil bottle will go at a whiskey event uh, you know a whiskey fair you know pe people are kind of coming and and that, that they they might be price driven, but they're you know that I would say they'll be there to buy um, full bottles. But then, conversely to that, though, conversely, I, from my limited experience in in Manning stalls at um, at, at whiskey shows, and the, when when you when you're there and you're uh, the the puncher is hustling down the uh, uh, down down the stall at the end, they've they've already had an absolute gutful. Uh, they've tasted everything that it, that is on offer. They're well lubricated, but also at that point, they're not. I think at, at times they're not thinking about um, buying a bottle, and or they're they're hyper conscious of the price at that point. Mm. Um, and quite often, I know myself, I've gone to a to a whiskey show and not bought a single thing yeah. because I couldn't bring myself to spend $180, $220 on a, on a bottle. Um, but, a a sub 100, I would walk away with something. Yeah. I or guess the, the, the or I might've bought, bought a couple of, of, of the sub hundreds in order to be able to take home as much as possible. Yeah. Um, I think there's a real, um, I think that's a real challenge for distillers to that are doing those, doing the market certainly, or doing a, a whiskey show. Do you want to move something, or potentially move nothing hmm. at a whiskey show and have have spent? Um, you've been there all day. You're hoarse from 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 telling the same stories to to a few hundred different people. You've poured out uh, a good uh, a good wodge of samples that you're not going to recoup. Yeah. Uh, is it worth then just is it worth having those smaller bottles so that you can at least recoup some cost from it? Yeah. Um, or is that counterproductive? I, I'm I'm not entirely sure how at not being a distiller, not being in the not being the retailer yourself. I've, yeah. I I don't know how to answer that, but I, as a as as a punter 
I'll quite happily walk away with a 200 mil bottle and feel like I've got a good deal because I paid less than a hundred dollars for it. And I'll probably buy two if there's a few. If you, um, yeah, if you, if you were going to ask me if, if as a punter, so not, not as someone running a business or not being a, a crafty yeah. and, and running a distillery, if I had the choice between a 200 mil bottle for, for just for argument's sake, I've got the, the Wharfs Harbour founders reserve or a sub hundred dollar bottle of something that's like a full bottle, whether it be 500 or 700 mil that's been orchestrated to kind of, because there's, there's this like kind of fascination or kind of drive at the moment for the sub hundred dollar bottles. Mm. I, I would go for where I know the quality is. And I'm not saying that the, that the stuff that I've tasted that has been kind of put out recently under a hundred dollars isn't okay or isn't mm. good. But personally, as, as, as a consumer, I can, I can tell the difference between a, mm. a, a bottle that has been created to be the sub hundred dollar market to, yep. to something like a Wharf oh, Harbour, you know, in a founder's reserve. And if I'm like looking at wanting to spend $90 rather than 200 bucks, I'd rather buy a 200 mil of the Wolves Harbour than a 500 or 700 mil of X oh. of distillery X. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's the point though, isn't it? Is that you, talking about shows, if you can walk away with half a dozen of, of the smaller bottles. You've had a damn good fucking day. Yeah. And you've got, as you've as got lots to, of show for it. Because most people go there with a budget. Yeah. You know, so you can have a budget of one don't. or two bottles. Well, then I you have a budget and then you blow it. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. I remember going down to um down to Tassie and the, the Salamanca markets and every second store there is a different distillery. And every single one of those uh little distilleries had uh either a, a, a two hundred mil or they had a really little one. Um, I've drunk them all. Um, oh no, there we go. There we go. There's a couple. So things like the um, uh, the really little ones. Oh yeah, yeah, the Taylor and Smith, those sorts of things. They, yeah. They'll be those small samplers that were maybe fifty. Oh, that that would have been. Oh well, that's 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 the mils? gin. Uh, so that's a hundred mil. Oh, hundred mil. Okay. Yeah. And I probably would have paid forty bucks for that. Yep. Yeah. Um, but you've got a sample. You've got two but I got a sample of gone. it. I walked away with something in my pocket. I gave That's them some money, courses, and I bought a shit ton of these things as yeah. I walked down the down through the markets. It's a cool yeah. bottle. Too. It's gorgeous. I've, yeah. I've, I love. As an aside, I think one of the coolest bottles, the Taylor and Smith yeah. bottles, are just awesome. Mm -hmm. I love them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as a as someone who wants to try everything. That's uh, the thing, trying everything. Trying everything yeah. is is not feasible yeah. when you're paying full whack for a bottle. Yeah. Um, no. whereas when I if I can get a get a bid uh, at a market, um, I will absolutely do that and I will part with my money without without even questioning. Uh, without even questioning it. 
Uh, and as I'm walking along through a market such as Salamanca Markets, and there must have been 40 distilleries there, um, I think I bought something from every single one of them. Yeah. And that was a really hard day to walk around. Yeah. Yeah. The, re the rest of Hobart um, with all these bottles on my on my back. Now, if that was 700s, that would not have been possible. But mm. yeah. But then you also would not have bought that many bottles. I also would not have bought that much. And I would not have spread my money around, spread my love around all the distilleries yeah. of, um, of Tassie. Um, so I think there's a, obviously there's a balance. There's obviously a, a higher cost to produce a smaller bottle. Um, there's a labor cost. There's a, um, a, a physical bottle cost and labor skew cost management. and skew management and all the rest of it. Yeah. It definitely adds um, complexity to, yeah, to, to, yeah, to yeah. a product yeah. load. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think it, for me personally, I think the smaller mm. bottle is an underutilized tool in the Australian yeah. market for getting... Yeah any money rather than none especially in this really tight, market, yeah. tight fucked up yeah. market that, that we're in at the market yeah. at the yeah. moment yeah you might have discovered at the markets as well that uh, there's been a bit of a change where people will just taste your product enjoy it and buy it to oh that's too expensive and there's a bit of pushback now um that, that, there's there's never an overt comment that uh oh it, it's too expensive but um mm. you definitely got to work harder for mm. um you know the 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 sales like I, I, 18 months ago um you know what well, we still got the same kpis 18 months ago um especially over like summer like the you know the kpis were like like so, like so durable and you were like kind of hitting you know 50 60 percent above now like you can't it, you're definitely working hard to kind of um meet those but it's but it's also quite interesting there isn't there doesn't seem to be uh a set pattern either that i can that i can see with like yeah. you know with particular you know with particular markets or whatever you know i i work to the markets all across um you know victoria from like you know two two and a half hours away from the ballerine to like you know the ones 20 minutes down the road and you'll kind of go oh i reckon we're going to do really well here and you kind of tank and you kind of go oh, i can't believe i'm going to go here it's going to be like a hard yards and you kind of shoot shoot the lights out so i'm finding it hard definitely finding it hard um to call um yep. at, at, yep. at the moment it's 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 just it's it's almost just getting people at the right time almost Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent agree. And we're talking to other people, uh, and not even people selling alcohol, just in general, you know, markets and that. They're saying exactly the same thing. You used to be able to predict to an extent. Well, you know, you had expectations in the market, and you'd meet those expectations. Now, you can have, you know, just absolutely nothing, and then you think, what the hell is going on here? And then the next market, wham, it's through the roof, yeah. and you go. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I don't. I don't understand. Yeah. It, it's yeah. does your head in, mm. and it yeah. definitely adds anxiety to going to markets <laughs> yeah. because you just yeah. you don't know. Don't know. Yeah. Interesting question coming from uh, in, uh, Ian Bruce. Uh, does anyone in Australia use smaller plastic food grade bottles that can be posted direct to people's doors? Something just kicked off in the UK uh, before he moved. I haven't noticed any smaller plastic bottles. Generally, the small. I've seen bottles, pouches. 
pouches. Yep, little stand-up yeah. pouches. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that that sort of a taster is is fifty is is very common. That's a thirty. That's a thirty. No, no, that's 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 glass. Um, so you've got a you've got a, a weight cost to and a and a, 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 a physical cost. manufacturing cost yeah. to, to that versus a, a plastic. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of the little bottles that you get that you see the little um, the little tiny bottles at the counter at Dan Murphy's and whatever of all the big brands. Oh, yeah, they're all plastic. They're like your little plastic. bottles of Beam and your little bottles of Johnny yeah. Red. They're all they're all plastic bottles now. So there's obviously yeah. They're out there. Yeah, also, no, I've, I've, I've seen it. Definitely. Yeah, right. But yeah. as I said, I've seen pouch as well. Pouches. Yeah. Yeah. Your little stand-up uh, yeah. baby food pouches. Yeah, yeah. 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 With alcohol. Yeah. With a little, like a little, yeah. a little sippy there. <laughs> little, yeah. little, little, little sippy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Probably be good to take to the rugby because it wouldn't show up on the little zip, zip, zip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to try Get one. Get away with that. Get away with that, definitely. No, um, look, I'd be interesting to interest to see yeah. if there are. Um, what do we got there? <laughs> Bill Brain, someone's kind enough to dump a number of cheap uh brandy flasks on my nature strip. <laughs> winning, <laughs> winning, uh, were they were they full or were they full? Or empty? Yeah, that's it. Uh, it says it saved glass breakage and was recycled, I believe. So easy posted. Yeah. Yeah, but it. then it's lost in the post. So what's the point? Yeah. And then you've got a lot of drunk posties. <laughs> a lot of drunk posties. I can, I can see the benefit in plastic for posting. But... Oh, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For, for, for samples. Touch wood, I haven't had any broken packages yet. No, I have not seen. I've, I don't think I've lost a whiskey yet, thankfully. Mm. Interesting. Empty, empty. Phil says empty plastic. Oh, That's unfortunate. No, no. Well, unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, they could have at least let, left a couple of couple of full ones in there for you. Disappointing. Yeah, look, they came in thick and fast there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm interested. I alluded to it before, but I'm interested in in your thoughts. So we we're, we're talking about kind of sub. Um, um, $100 whiskey, and there are always going to be um, exceptions. And, and Remnant uh, put out uh, Golden Fleece, which I believe was 99 bucks. Um, correct, me if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was 99 bucks. I've, I've, I've tried it. I didn't buy a bottle, but I've tried it, and it was a, an exceptional whiskey. But um, my, my fear in the kind of um, drive to, you know, the sub $100 whiskey is the compromise of quality and how that can affect like, you know, you know, the brand kind of how, how do we create a whiskey that's like uh, uh, under hundred dollars? Do you, do you guys kind of think that, you know, as I mentioned, you know, just using the Warps Harbor as an example, that the distilleries like stick to their guns and, and, and their, you know, the brand ethos and creating like the best whiskey possible. And if it's like, if it's about having something that the consumer buys under a hundred dollars, that it is a smaller bottle as opposed to trying to create a whiskey in mm. whatever manner it is that they can sell as a full bottle that's below 
Uh, well, $100. Yeah, I'll, I'll, definitely a lot of pressure on price. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll comment on that. Um, I was hoping you would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better contribute I, I think. I think you... Thank you. <laughs> I'm going back to the distillery. <laughs> um, I, I think you've got to... You've really got to understand your different market segments. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think sub... 100 in a market environment in a cellar door environment mm. you can do it through bottle size you don't mm. in my experience you don't get pushback on the bottle size often yeah. often, yeah. often. Yeah, there has been a small change recently oh there's been a change for sure yeah um, yeah in the last six months yeah. i think there's change but it's it's more about the taste and the quality mm. And people appreciate that. And even though it's a smaller bottling, it's it's not an issue, right? What concerns me is if you try to maintain a larger bottle and sub 100, mm. a lot of distilleries have nowhere to go as, as far as yeah. what are they doing? Are they reducing their margins or what? Especially with excise continually increased yeah. transportation costs up 50 percent yeah bottling packaging costs gone mm. up. everything's going up right raw materials going up mm. yeah but what concerns me is when you see something which is around a hundred dollars and you see it out there in the market at sixty dollars mm. and you go where's this going yeah now, is it, that yeah. sustainable is that sustainable yeah. Uh, um, yeah. and it's it's concerning but that so coming back to the different segments, um, if you're into bars and you're into, you know, you're on premise and you're in your bottle shops and that, your smaller bottlings don't work. Mm. In, yeah. in, in, yeah. in my experience, it has to be the full size bottling. So then you are face to face with a discussion of, well, how do you price it to get into bars? How do you price it to get into into bottle shops? Um, mm. So it's a very different environment from a cellar door. And yeah. a market, I would say that, yeah. that's my. No, I think, it. yeah, and it also it, it certainly comes down to who you're targeting. Mm. I mean, there's still a large portion of the whiskey drinking population that uh, Johnny Walker Red or Johnny Walker Black is their go-to bottle, um, and they can pick up a bottle of that for much less than a hundred dollars as a full-size seven hundred mil bottle. Yeah, at forty percent, of course. Um, now, I think you've got to you've got to give kudos to people like Starwood for coming up with twofold, yeah, twofold a product that is pretty good mm. uh, and does stand on its own and can compete on a quality level um, with those well above its price range, but is an introduction to Australian whiskey for those that maybe wouldn't drink Australian whiskey um, because of the price. Yeah. Um, there's still a lot of people that see scotch as uh, as the whiskey. Uh, and, of course, you can get a number of scotches for under 100 bucks. Yeah. So It helps if you're making a million litres. It helps year. if you're making an absolute yeah. fucking <laughs> shit ton of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um but being able to introduce people in mm. that range, in that sub-$100 range, to an Australian whiskey that may help 
then to entice them into a higher price bracket than they would normally be used to because they've tasted something that was Australian that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I think there's, I don't think everyone wants to do it. And there's obviously a huge investment in doing so. Yeah. Um, and there's huge risk. I think, I think the, in thing, doing so. the big thing for the, the distilling, the, still, the distillers or the owners is if you had a market, you don't want someone to walk away not buying something. No. So if if, it, if you've spoken you to them and gave them a your, sample, you yeah. want to give them something. You want ideally you want them to buy your big bottles. Yeah. But if they walk away with a smaller bottle, it's still, you've a still sale. got something. And it's that's it. And if yeah. that smaller bottle works out similar to some of the things we've done in the past, where they buy mm. two of those, it's the full price anyway. Mm. Then why not? Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I think, think you sum it up by saying. It's a challenging environment. It's uh, an evolving in environment, mm. and everyone's sort of feeling their way through it. There, there's yeah. no real certainty. Mm. Um, certainly, if the government pulled their finger out and uh, dropped the excise to a manageable level, then these conversations would be entirely different. And on that note, and on that note, we do still have another. Uh, comment come in. So Ian said, uh, so there's one big difference I've noticed in Australia. There are more 500 mil rather than 700 mil bottles. Although maybe it's a thing to do with the amount produced. Um, and it has, it's made Ian reconsider buying yeah. the difference between a yeah. 500 mil and a 700 mil bottle. He's right though about maybe it's yeah. a thing to do with the amount produced. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, if, you're, it's... if you've got, if, based on the cost of manufacture in australia if you can only produce 80 bottles in a uh in a batch uh because you've got uh what's that uh 40 liters does that add up if you've if you've you've only no it's not especially after how many whiskeys <laughs> yeah, i've had a, after not drinking for a week pat on my back you're doing very well and on that note <laughs> <laughs> You've got a limited amount uh, of uh, that you can produce, mm. or a limited amount that you've that you're able to output, and you want to put that into as many bottles as you can. Then you obviously and be able to get sales at a price point that is feasible. Then you have to go for it for a, a smaller bottle. Plus, you get it out to more people. Yeah, you get Correct. it out to more people. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, and, and, and that's exactly really. Yeah. Two hundred eighty dollars for a bottle versus two hundred twenty dollars for a bottle um it's a yeah yeah and, and that was that was that, that was absolutely the driver behind whiskey in isolation putting it out of 500 mil i i knew before like i started bottling looking on social media everyone wanted 700 mil but like i was working with like 50 100 200 max liter barrels 100 dollar 100 sorry 100 bottle um releases and it's a you know, at, at, at that size and it's about getting it to as many people um as possible and then keeping it at a price i wanted to keep it at the price point below 200. it had been no problem i could have easily bottled it at 700 mil not like no problem but the price then would have prorated up to whatever 200 240 bucks would people then be going oh 240 bucks that's like kind of like a you no know, you know a, a little bit rich and yeah. 
Yeah, uh, you know, and, and you're selling and you're selling fifty bottles or whatever. So I'd much rather like have you know the 100, 120 bottles, not selling out kind of straight away, but it being sub sub two hundred. It's yeah, it's 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 that it's that balance. And you know, Be like Be Bellerin Distillery made made the call like like straight off the bat to do um, to do seven hundred, um, and. And and it's brilliant because like we've got a really loyal following down on the yeah. peninsula. So even their two hundred ninety five dollar bottles were, were were selling out. But Amber Lane, of course, have gone the seven hundred mil bottles as well. They have they they have. So and that's that's going to be interesting because my next release being an Amber Lane and it's a five hundred mil. So it'll oh, be oh, there you go. So so on to Sneaky, bring, 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 back, bring, bring it back, back <laughs> bring it back in in focus. Oh, hang on. Uh, so. Uh, Garden of Temptation. Yeah. Garden of Temptation. So Ooh. when when can we expect? So it's fifty four percent. When can we expect that? Uh, so the um, there's the Victorian Whiskey Festival as part of Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. Uh, it's on the sixteenth or the seventeenth, sixteenth, I think, of of March. Uh, so there'll be a public tasting of that whiskey then um but it will go out to the mailing list on a date prior to that i'm up uh um with rod bottling uh in about three in about three weeks mm. um and it will be it's it's i'm pretty excited about uh, this one, it's uh, a double sherry cask. So it's um, French oak apera into American oak oloroso. So the French mm -hmm. oak apera being obviously an, an Australian sherry, but then uh, the uh, Spanish oloroso from Fernando de Castilla. So double double sherry cask, and then it's gone into a virgin American oak tempranillo cask. So like kind of the garden of so the garden of temptation so the the temp is is kind of an allusion to or alludes yeah. to the tempranillo but also the garden of temptation is because uh some of the flavor is like um big red apple notes and uh ro roasted capsicum um so some really wow okay. yeah yeah so it's 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 sweet it, it's yeah, it's sweet. It's sweet, and it's and it's got savory umami notes as well. So it's kind of like a whole kind of like vegetable fruit garden of of of, of all sorts. Wow. But um, but as you can imagine, with the name Garden of Temptation, that there, there might might be some cheeky uh, videos and photos <laughs> um, ahead. I've, I've I've still working. So that, you you with that with shirt one. off, just God, just covered. Um, you, you just covered you just covered by a by a by a fig leaf. Yeah, I was just saying straight out yeah. of the bed, yeah. Yeah. Cloth, <laughs> the it's a follow-up to the joyous season. I love it. The fig leaf. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, well, I, I don't think they've got a fig leaf big enough. <laughs> it's all about That's angles. Angle. All about angle. Yeah. Well, so. so the best thing to do is jump on to whiskeyinisolation.com.au and jump on the mailing list. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. to get early notification of that one when it is available. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've I've just signed up. Uh, so I'll be looking forward to uh, to hearing about that one. Uh, so definitely jump on there and do that. Yeah. 
Justin, thank you so much for joining us. It's been it's been lovely to thank you so much for our samples. Yeah, thank you, Justin. That was You're welcome. I, I, oh, I've still got one left. That'll, Carry on. That'll stay here. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for uh, for tuning in as well. Uh, unfortunately, Facebook fucked us um, this time. Um, but YouTube. But YouTube is still there, and uh, so I will cross-post it onto Facebook again once once it's all one, done. Yeah, once it's all done, um, we'll go up onto the website and uh, all the places where the podcasts go, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, some YouTube podcasts, and a few others as well uh, in the next couple of days. Uh, Justin, thank you so much. Happy New Year. Thanks, guys. Happy New Year to you too. Well, really appreciate it. Uh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you all. And so we have also, uh, I put up today our next episode, which is on the 15th. Um, I, I did assume that they were locked in. They are locked in. They are locked in because yeah. I just thought I locked them in. Yeah. Well, yep. It's my way of doing it. And yeah. I figure if I if I announce <laughs> no, it, no, then it, it they can't pull out. <laughs> and Marty are well onto it. So. Uh, so on the 15th, we've got Ed and Marty from uh, Banks and Solander. Uh, here in uh, in Botany, uh, in Sydney. Uh, so they'll be with us on the 15th. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, we will catch you all then. Justin, hang around while I roll the outro. And uh, everyone else, uh, catch us wrong. <laughs>